0: Hey, seasoned athletes, I'm Robin Leggett, and this is episode 70 of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. Seasoned Athlete is your home for inspiring stories and motivational advice from competitive athletes representing a wide variety of sports who all share one common bond. They are all over 40 years old. We are here to prove one story at a time that age does not have to prevent you from achieving your bold, athletic, and fitness goals. If you like what you hear, I would love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you really love us, you can support our ability to continue to bring inspirational stories to you by way of either a one-time donation or by becoming a monthly sponsor. Just go to seasonedathlete.me and click on one of the Support Seasoned Athlete buttons to help support this DIY independent podcast. Today, I'm here to talk to you about the most important thing you need to know to run an obstacle race. It's part of my mission to make this new decade we're about to enter The Decade of Ageless. And I'm doing that by helping you get the knowledge, support, advice, and inspiration you need to achieve your bold athletic goals in the new year and the new decade. Can you believe it? It's a new decade. Last week, I did a Facebook Live where I gave my advice on what I believe is the most important thing you need to know to run an obstacle race. And that's what I'm sharing with you today in this episode. So give this episode your complete attention take some notes and listen all the way to the end because I'm going to give you a couple opportunities to get some free coaching from me over the holidays so you can get your game plan in place for your decade of ageless. I am here because I promised you that I would share with you the most important thing that you need to know to get ready for an obstacle race. So I have a race coming up this weekend. I ran a race last weekend. There's a lot of races at the end of the year here in Southern California, which is pretty freaking cool, but also, you know, I don't get a chance to rest, (laughs) but for most of you, if you are considering doing a race, you're thinking about doing this maybe next year, 2020, Uh, maybe you haven't run a race, maybe this is a new thing for you that you're considering doing, or maybe it's a semi-new thing for you that you want to get better at, whatever the case, I'm here to help you. So uh, I am really personally on a mission to help women over 40 run obstacle races so that they can understand what it feels like to be ageless. Um, That's sort of my whole mission for the coming, not just the coming year, but the coming decade, the decade of ageless. That's sort of my thing that I have swimming around in my head. I want women over 40 in particular to understand the benefits and the power that comes from pursuing bold athletic endeavors. I've been talking about this on my podcast for two years, and now I'm here to help you actually do it. Not just inspire, but help you do it. So that's why I'm here today. I wanna just give you a little bit of guidance and assistance to help you sort of reach the next level in whatever bold athletic endeavors you might be pursuing and if that's obstacle racing that's sort of my wheelhouse that's what i'm all about that's what i do so i've been running spartan races for the last four years I'm 45 years old and I'm now competing in the age group level. I'm starting to land on some podiums. I did that last weekend, which was really cool. Uh, so, you know, but I remember what it was like to get started and I still have moments. And the thing I'm going to talk about today, I still experience even four years in. So I really want to get this out to you now so that, you know, you can maybe bypass the hurdles that I've had to go over literally and figuratively, uh, in these races to improve and get better and feel stronger out there. So we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about the number one thing, the most important thing that you need to do to get ready for an obstacle race. All right. So say you, you've done it. You've signed up for the race. You, this is your first race and you finally pulled the trigger and signed up. First of all, good for you. Congratulations, good for you, I'm stoked for you. All right, so say you've pulled the trigger. You've signed up. What's the first thing that comes into your head after you've done that, after you've signed up for a race? I think I know the answer to this. That's, oh, I gotta, I gotta train for this race now. I gotta go find a gym or find some workouts or train for this race, right? Is that the first thing that went into your head when you signed up for a race? Well, guess what? You're wrong, you're wrong. That's not the first thing. That's not the number one thing. It is important, yes, you should train for your race. And I'll probably talk about that in a future video, but it is not the most important thing that you need to do to get ready for an obstacle race, okay? So what it is, what is it? What is the most important thing that you need to do to get ready for an obstacle race? before you even think about training, or while you're thinking about training, or while you're actually training, you still need to be doing this thing. What is this thing? All right, I'm gonna tell you. The most important thing that you need to do to get ready for an obstacle race is, you need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in yourself, yes. All right, and this can look a lot of different ways You need to believe that you can run this race, that you can do what is necessary to get from start line to finish line. You need to believe that you can do that. You need to believe that you can handle the stresses out on the course. You need to believe that you can do the workouts to prepare for this race. You need to believe that you can handle it. You need to believe that you can overcome any challenges, any fears, and you need to believe that you can do the obstacles, even the hard ones, even the ones that are scary. You need to believe that you can do it. Because here's here's the truth, here's the real truth here. These hard obstacles, these scary obstacles, things like monkey bars and climbing a rope, things like that that don't come naturally to us, that most of us haven't done since we were kids or maybe never did, ever, You need to believe that you can do that more than anything else because even if you train for it, even if you've trained and really focused and done everything you can and really just dove into, I'm gonna hone in on this obstacle and I'm going to do everything I can to learn how to crush this obstacle. On race day, if you show up and you have it in your head that you don't believe that you can do it, It doesn't matter what kind of training you've done. It doesn't matter how much you've practiced it and drilled it over and over and over again. If you don't believe that you can do it, this increases your likelihood of not doing it, not being able to do it, to fail. This increases your likelihood of failure. I'm gonna tell you a story, my own personal story. So when I first started racing, obviously there were a handful of obstacles a bunch of obstacles that I couldn't do, that I didn't know how to do, that I didn't have the strength to do, that I had to learn how to do. It's the same ones that plague us all, you know, rope climb, monkey bars, rigs, things like that, grip obstacles. These are the hard obstacles, right? These are the ones that don't come easily to most people. Well, they certainly didn't come easily to me either. And, you know, to this day, some of them still don't come easily to me. But I still practiced and I trained them and I put a lot of time and effort into getting better at these obstacles. And monkey bars in particular, that was one I worked really, really hard at. Um, but I struggled because if you've ever seen the monkey bars at a Spartan race, they're, the, the bars are wide. They're often far apart. Sometimes they're at different levels. And I'm five foot one I have little baby hands. I, I you may or may not be able to tell, but these are baby hands with baby fingers, and I got a really short wingspan. Which the perspective here doesn't make that clear, but I have just a really short wingspan. So I had it in my head that this was just not something I was going to be able to do. Um, I had that in my head, like. I was convinced and it didn't matter how much I trained and I practiced. When I got to the race, I would walk up to the monkey bars and be like, well, this is an automatic failure. I'm out. I'm going to do burpees at this obstacle. And I had that in my head from the start and I failed every single time. It didn't matter how much I trained. It didn't matter how much I practiced. I viewed this as an impossible obstacle and I was, I was okay with that. Like I'd come to terms with that and I accepted that, that this was just the way it was gonna be for me and my biology, my, you know, my size, everything, you know, it was just the way it was gonna be for me. And then at one of the races I did, I was with a team of people. And one of the people on my team was my size. She was about five feet tall, small wingspan, small hands, all the things that I have, And I was, when we got to the monkey bars, I was first up and I did my normal thing. I went across like one or two and I fell down. And I was like, well, that's how it is, that's life. And then I watched her. She got on the monkey bars and she effortlessly crossed all the way across and rang the bell, no problem. And now that was interesting to me. Like, what was the difference between me and her? So I saw this person who looked like me, resembled me, doing the thing that I had told myself I would never do. So I had to get on again. I decided to try again. And when I tried again, I got all the way across and I rang the bell for the first time. Now, did my training change in the, between those two moments? Did I go and go back to a gym and work on it over and over and over again, or go to the park and go across the monkey bars and do it, do all that stuff I've been doing. Did I do that in between the first attempt and the second attempt? No, obviously I did not. The only difference between the first attempt and the second attempt is that automatic, all of a sudden. I saw someone who looked like me do the thing that I thought I could never do, and all of a sudden it switched in my head that I now believed that this was something I could do. This became a possibility for me, and I approached it with a whole entire new mindset, and I was able to complete the obstacle. That's the only thing that changed. So obviously there is power in believing in yourself and putting that thought into your head and opening yourself up to that mindset, even if previously you viewed things as an impossibility. So when I coach people, I always try to coach people to not say out loud, like when you get up to an obstacle, and I'm sure we've all done this and I have done this, when you get to an obstacle and you think it's something you can't do, and if it's a Spartan race, you know, penalties are 30 burpees. When you get to that obstacle and say, well, that's burpees. I might as well just go do burpees. I may as well not attempt. I should just go do burpees right away. When you go up to an obstacle and you have that mindset, that's what's going to happen. You are manifesting that for yourself. So I, when I coach people, I coach them to shift that mindset that I'm going to give this thing my all. I'm going to look at that bell when I'm going across and think ahead and visualize myself rigging that bell. I'm going to believe and do everything I can to be in a positive mindset when I am doing this thing that is hard because you're going to increase your likelihood of being successful at that thing that is hard. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. It takes work. It's not easy. It doesn't come easy because it's very, it's much easier to just be self-defeating. That's just a, it's a defense mechanism. It's so much easier to do that. The hard work is actually putting in the work to believe in yourself, but you have to do that. It's so important. And it's more important than the training or at least of equal importance to the training. Obviously, the training is important. In yourself, believing in yourself is not a magic pill that's just going to make you all of a sudden badass at everything. Like, obviously not. You still have to do the work. But if you do the work and you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe that, that you can do X, Y, and Z, whether it's on the course or in your life, These obviously apply outside of the course. I'm just using obstacle racing as a framework for this, but there are so many applications to adopting this mindset. But it is so, so, so crucially important to adopt this mindset and believe in yourself because it's gonna unlock doors for you. And especially in your racing, it's gonna unlock doors for you. It's going to open things up and it's going to make things that you had viewed as impossible It's going to make these things become possible and maybe even probable. So I have seen that change my game. Once I started believing I could do the uh, monkey bars, once I had that, that moment of clarity, seeing the person who resembled me do it and then achieve it myself, all of a sudden I started getting it race after race after race, like it became, it opened that door for me. And then I could focus on other harder obstacles that I didn't have nailed down yet. And if I'm being honest, this is something that I struggle with, with certain things. You know, people who know me know I'm notoriously not great at throwing a spear. Uh, so I, I struggle with mindset stuff there and I have to work on this for myself. And it is something I'm actively working on. And, and so, I encourage you to actively work on this. And if there is one thing you can do to help yourself with this, it is to eliminate the self-talk of, I'm going to fail at this. It's an automatic failure. I'm just gonna do burpees or whatever the penalty is in whatever you're doing. Um, If you eliminate just that that self-talk, if you catch yourself doing it, stop it. Smack your hand, smack your face. Stop yourself from doing that. Become more cognizant of it and that will help you stop yourself from doing that so that you can focus on approaching things with a positive mindset, approaching things with a belief in yourself. So that's just one little thing that you can do to help yourself approach obstacles, approach races, approach your life with a greater belief in yourself that you can accomplish the things you are seeking out to do. Okay, because this doesn't happen overnight. This is work you have to continually do, continually do. But again, if you can just become more cognizant of yourself talking yourself out of these things or talking yourself down or telling yourself that you're just gonna fail so you may as well not try, stop that and start doing the work believe in yourself. It is just as important, if not more important than actually doing the workouts and the training and the physical nuts and bolts of getting from start line to finish line in a race. Generally, all we think about are those physical nuts and and bolts, but we got to do that internal work. We got to do the work here in your mind. Got to do the work here in your heart and your soul. Okay. This is all very important. I know it sounds like hippie crap, but it's super important. Okay. So that is the most important thing that you need to do to get ready for uh, Spartan races, obstacle races, things like that. I wanted to share that with you today. All right. We'll talk soon and I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to the seasoned athlete podcast. The music you heard in this episode is from someone who most definitely believes in himself, Jason Achilles. Learn more about him at jasonAchilles.com. Seasoned athletes. These last couple weeks of the year are the time for you to get your game plan in place for the new year. And this is more than a new year, it's the dawn of a new decade. And I wanna help you make this your decade of ageless. So I'm making some time available over the holidays to get on the phone with you and give you a free age like an athlete strategy call. On this call, I'll help you get clarity on what you wanna achieve, work through what's been holding you back, and I'll give you an action plan on how you can achieve your bold athletic goals in the new year and the new decade. Go to seasonedathlete.me and click on the free Age Like an Athlete Strategy Call button to book your call. And if you're in the Southern California area, I'm holding a live workshop in Santa Monica on Sunday, January 5th. I'm calling it Decade of Ageless, Five Big Bold Ways to Feel Younger, Gain Confidence, and Overcome Obstacles in the New Year and Beyond. This workshop is absolutely free, but space is limited. So go to SeasonAthlete.me to grab your spot ASAP before they're gone. It's time to take action as we enter this decade of ageless. So go out and embrace your extraordinary, my fellow seasoned athletes, because you so can.